Are you ready for this? I'm ready. <laughs> you got your earbuds? Yeah, I got them in, so should be good to go. So I got to ask you, because the podcast is called Behind the Wheel, are you always behind the wheel? Sometimes, <laughs> yeah. So living in Baltimore, in the inner city, I was present when the Freddie Gray riots occurred. Baltimore was actually the first city in America to come up with a essentially legal way to ban African-Americans' property ownership within white residential areas. Transformation is a two-sided marketplace where we introduce artisanal and emerging uh, brands, mainly snack brands, to consumers at key moments where they're most engaged. Hi, I'm Derek, and this is Behind the Wheel, a show dedicated to highlighting the accomplishments of ordinary people who are doing extraordinary things within the community. Check us out on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you find your podcast. Good morning and welcome back to another episode of Behind the Wheel. I'm your host, Derek Oxley, and today's episode is brought to you by the folks at the Creative Running Collection, an eclectic ensemble of artists from all walks of life and disciplines. I mean, we're talking established to wannabe writers, actors, directors, artists, bloggers, vloggers, videographers, podcasters, journalists, producers, and editors who are passionate about creating content for running and entertainment purposes. Still, but more importantly, they inspire people to pursue a healthy lifestyle by helping them identify their purpose, maximize their potential accelerate their growth and continuing the cycle. In other words, they help people IMAC their life. So, if you've got some hidden talent and you're looking for a safe place to express, own, and display your talent, shoot them an email at the Behind the Wheel Morning Show at gmail.com. If you're an entrepreneur or small business owner or know of an entrepreneur or small business owner looking to advertise in the Behind the Wheel podcast, but weren't certain as to whether or not there was a possibility, we have eliminated all the guesswork. It certainly is a reality. Who's this we you're talking about? You know it's just you. I'm not going to go with we. We now have... Be going with we? I think we're going to go with we. Let's try. We now have the ability for you to sponsor an episode. How cool is that? Your ad can run pre, mid, or post-roll. Simply visit coffee.com forward slash btw podcast the details will be in the show notes that's ko hyphen fi dot com forward slash btw podcast and one of the cool things about coffee.com is it allows supporters of the show to buy me a cup of coffee you all know i like coffee so shout out to latoya shante soul inspired kimberly hall and kim isaiah that's why I'm all hyped up on this coffee. Good morning and welcome back to another episode of Behind the Wheel. I'm your host, Derek Baby Ox, Baby O.D. Rock, D. Livingstone. Woo! It's another day. I hope you all are doing well. It's always good to be on this side of the lawn. <laughs> I remember the first time I heard that. This guy, you know, he's standing in front of me. He's got on a pair of uh, khaki shorts, a white T-shirt, a Hawaiian shirt, unbuttoned. You know, he might have had the first button, the last button at the bottom, you know buttoned and uh a pair of penny loafers with the pennies included mm-hmm. I, I must confess i too at one point did own a pair of penny loafers i was known on occasion to polish my pennies you know and reinsert them in any event if you've been following along for the last couple of weeks you know we've been talking about this rebuild new york roadrunner situation been in the news if you're a runner i'm sure you've heard about it and if you're not a runner uh, it's been out there so uh, we've been following along for the last couple of uh weeks first on instagram 
you know, and then on Facebook within several running groups. I wanted to hear directly from Rebuild New York Roadrunner. So I slid into their DM, you know, landed on first base. That's a sports analogy. Baseball, to be specific. You think you needed? I didn't need to say that. It was just, sliding in the DM always sounds sort of creepy, you know? Not people want to slide into the DM, but anyhow. Initially, I was hoping to have an actual conversation with a representative from Rebuild New York Roadrunner. But they were concerned about retaliation. And I even suggested altering their voice as an option, you know, give it sort of like a mysterious tone. Eh, we finally settled on, why don't you just send over some email, an email with the questions? Okay, I could do that. And uh, they sent over a, uh, a secure email address for me to send it to. Got me feeling like 007 or a CIA operative. I was game, you know, so I went out and I purchased a... Uh, tan trench coat, a Stetson hat, and a cigar. I'm feeling like Columbo out here. So I sent off an email to him. You know, this is pretty much what the email said. And uh, posted the article on Medium and used the, um, they have a play it. It's a, it's a service. You know, they'll transcribe the audio into text. So I'm going to ask the questions. And then some guy on this uh, via the app will answer the questions. So this is me talking. And, and then when it gets to the uh, to Catherine, which I should have probably... Did I use a female? I'm not certain or not at this point. It doesn't even matter. But you would hear the responses from Rebuild New York Roadrunner. Mm -hmm. Good morning, Catherine. I don't know if that's your name or not. And it doesn't matter. But for the purpose of this interview... That's how I'll be referring to you. I want to feel as though I was talking to a real person instead of a random stranger. I, so I chose Catherine as a nod to Catherine Switzer. I'm accustomed to being able to talk to the guests for my show, Behind the Wheel Podcast, which is a show that's dedicated to highlighting the accomplishments of ordinary people who are doing extraordinary things within their community. You know, when I heard of the horrific allegations being shared by our next guest, I immediately wanted to have them on the show to share their stories. However, the issue of anonymity was raised, and I can certainly understand. I offered to alter the voices, but we ended up settling with me sending out a few questions for Catherine and her team to answer. It should be noted, Catherine is not her real name, and I've never met any of the members of Rebuild New York Roadrunner, nor do I have an affiliation with either organization. New York Roadrunner or Rebuild New York Roadrunner. I don't have a I don't have a dog in this fight. Was it a cat in this dog fight? Why would you have a cat in a dog fight? Anyway. So I reached out to New York Roadrunner for comment on the story and the claims and concerns raised by Rebuild New York Roadrunner as of September the 17th, 2020. I haven't received a response from New York Roadrunner. Prior to the DailyMail.com piece, I was interested in hearing directly from Rebuild New York Roadrunner. So I reached out to them. Thank you for agreeing to share your story with us. We certainly do appreciate it. Let's start with what were the events that led to the organization of the petition? Employees have been raising concerns and have been filing complaints with HR regarding issues such as discrimination, microaggressions, harassment, etc. for years. Employees have brought these issues to HR, their managers, senior leaders and even Michael Caparasso, CEO and President of New York Roadrunner, 
only to have them disregarded, not addressed and, or buried. Rebuild is not a warning or an out-of-the-blue accusation of New York Roadrunner leadership, it's a last resort and appeal. The breaking point for a lot of people was in late May when New York Roadrunner posted about the killing of George Floyd and used the hashtag Justice for All, a close nod to All Lives Matter. Why did it take so long for people to come forward? Have members of Rebuild New York Roadrunner received threats of violence? As of today, no one has come forward publicly. We are aware of a number of individuals who have egregious stories to share but are still afraid. Also, no one wants to be the first one. But it really does just take one and hopefully the rest will follow. Many of us still work at New York Roadrunner and we are concerned about losing our jobs in the middle of a global pandemic. We all are also acutely aware of the power of Michael Caparasso and the leadership team. We have heard rumors that they would like to press charges against us and having worked with them the last few years we know they are capable of doing so. Leadership at New York Roadrunner is capable of retaliation. Many of us have seen what they do to staff who speak up. The culture is very retaliatory. Why not just leave and look for employment elsewhere? Again, a lot of reasons. Personally, I feel I have invested so much into this company at this point that I would like to see the change. Other group members have different reasons. I am also starting to see things that happened to me when I was a young employee now happening to junior staff and it breaks my heart. We want to be the ones who can say we did everything we could do to help. It's all about making decisions you can live with. It is also difficult to leave when your options are limited because you have been criminally underpaid for years and you don't have a lot of savings so you are nervous to leave in the midst of a global pandemic and economic downturn. What would you say to your critics? who call your claims baseless. To be honest, we have gotten so much positive feedback and so many encouraging messages we try not to dwell on people who are diminishing our efforts. I will say that the people who feel rebuild is baseless should examine what they are doing to make sure people who we work with feel safe, free and valued. It occurs to me that the people who are against rebuild have some amount of privilege, they might stand to lose that privilege if things change so it makes sense they would be upset by this. I think people are hung up on anonymity, and to that I say, I would worry about what we are saying instead of who we are. What would you say to those in public who may cast Rebuild New York Roadrunner as disgruntled ex and current employees? I think this is funny. We are disgruntled current and former employees. We are disgruntled because we have spent years enduring discrimination, racism, harassment all while pleading for things to change only to be gaslit for years. So yeah. We are disgruntled. On a serious note, we have gotten submissions and messages from a huge amount of current and former staff and even runners and members. We are not the angry vocal minority. We are a part of the angry, silent majority. Does New York Roadrunner have a system in place to deal with the many claims detailed in the petition and your Instagram page? Internally, New York Roadrunner has created a task force to address Rebuild made up of some of the very people accused of the horrific stories on Rebuild. The board of directors has also formed a task force and hired legal representation to investigate the allegations. We have deep concerns about how the board is handling this investigation. Leadership is still in place and it is business as usual at New York Roadrunner. Has anyone from New York Roadrunner reached out to you? To try to address the claims raised in the petition? As of today, no. 
The board never responded directly to us. No direct communication has been attempted by New York Roadrunner senior leaders, and Rebuild is not named in internal communications. Has anyone from Rebuild New York Roadrunner gone to the press? We've made no attempt to contact any press. Press reached out to us and we obliged. There are new things in the works that will be out soon. So, like, what would you say to your critics who are calling the petition a baseless smear campaign that reeks of just piling on Black Lives Matter and Me Too movements without a stitch of supporting evidence? Again, I ask them to examine what they are protecting and why. It's unfortunate that we live in a world where people think anyone would willingly want to spend their time doing this if it were not an emergency and completely valid. I think saying pile on to BLM and hashtag me too diminishes both of those movements and everything we are trying to do with rebuild. When we say rebuild we mean it. We don't aim to destroy New York Roadrunner, we just want to eradicate the toxicity and make it a place where people, women and black indigenous people of color are valued, empowered to grow personally and professionally, and feel safe working. You know, I can imagine what rape victims must endure after a brutal attack. And then to be confronted with the public scrutiny, we place the victim on trial. We've got, you know, I think we just got to do a better job uh, making it a safe place for people to speak out against injustice and inequality. What can we do to help provide a safe place for victims to speak out without fear of retaliation afterwards? When a victim says they have been hurt or wronged, believe them. Period. There is a misconception that victims have so much to gain from throwing allegations around when in reality it is an extremely painful and terrifying experience to come forward. You risk a lot by doing so, even anonymously and no one would want to immerse themselves in all this unless they had to. What is the ultimate goal of Rebuild New York Roadrunner, and are you hopeful in reaching your objectives? Our goal is for Michael Caparasso to step down as CEO and board member of New York Roadrunner. Michael has fostered a toxic environment at New York Roadrunner for years, one that has encouraged other leaders to abuse their power and go unchecked. We believe that Michael is the root of the issue and would like to see him replaced with a leader who is rooted in day and community service. New York Roadrunner needs to put community service first and profit second. Well, that's about all for now. Is there anything further you'd like to add? One more thing we would like to say, we would like to state again that we are not attempting to destroy New York Roadrunner, we are simply trying to eradicate the deep-seated issues of inequality and discrimination that run rampant within the organization. We truly want to see New York Roadrunner be the incredible resource and leader it can be for this community. The issues we list are not new, Rebuild New York Roadrunner comes after years of employees doing everything they can to inform leadership and address the issues we all know exist internally. Rebuild is our final attempt to create change after years of having these issues buried and not addressed internally. There are many experiences and stories that have not come to light yet. We would like to see these all be heard and addressed. We are hopeful for change and optimistic that this type of toxicity will no longer have a place at our place of work, in our community and in our world. Thank you to everyone who has sent us support, stories and thank you BTW for this platform.